I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. It is us. We look an awful lot like that Jeff and John guy. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And uh, he's having fun again. Yes, sir. I am not in the studio. I Believe me, I have fun in the studio. Don't don't get me wrong. I love mm-hmm. the teaching. It's yeah. all fun. Mm-hmm. But this week, I'm on the road again. Yeah. I'm on the road for me. Mm-hmm. We are in Hilton Head, South Carolina. You're home we are away from home. Golfing. That's right. We're golfing our ball, baby. Yeah. Got down here a couple days ago. Next thing you know, it's uh, 36 holes first day. 36 old second day got a little got a little breather you know i'm getting kind of old yeah gotta gotta take a breather right so we're gonna practice a good bit today and then we're gonna play 18 holes okay (laughs) all right so did you find that there were some uh some rusts that needed to be knocked off on the uh aforementioned 36 hole days well you know the truth of the matter is is yes Okay. I was not hitting it as close to the center of the face as I normally do. Okay. So my balls were still going straight because my swing direction is still straight. My club face is still pretty straight. My ball is still pretty straight. So Mm -hmm. didn't have too much problem. But I did notice my usual thing lasted a little longer. My usual thing is when I start off a round of golf, I always over club until over clubbing gets me in trouble long. That's my usual thing. Okay. Because I don't anticipate early in a round of golf that I'm going to hit it absolutely flush and am I swinging at full capacity. Right? Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But seeing as how I hadn't really played a whole lot of golf since, say, October, I thought it was probably best for me to overclub. So I started with the two over two clubs long, and that kept me in the middle of the green. And then I got down to one club long, and I stayed in the middle of the green for now four rounds of golf. So... Essentially, I know that I'm not either A, swinging at full capacity, or B, hitting it as absolutely in the center as I normally do. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm adjusting well. So my scores have been good. I've been happy about all that. And uh, the golf courses are absolutely beyond fantastic. So, yeah. um, you know. Well, I've gotten, know. I've gotten myself to play 27 holes since last we spoke. Things, Ooh, things are breaking impressive. here. Yes, indeed. And, and you want to talk impressive. Let's talk about how I played. Mm, oh, okay, maybe we should. Maybe we should talk about overclubbing and, and things like the ways to get through your first few rounds of a brand new season without getting totally frustrated. We're going to talk about that when we come right back. Hang with us. I highly recommend the Cut Golf Matte Finished Golf Balls. They come in three colors, yellow, orange, and pink. All very easy to see, all very long off the tee, and if you chip and pitch and putt correctly, these things are going to check up when you need them to. They're going to roll out when you hit it right. They're going to roll true to the cup, and they're going to cost you $19.95 a dozen. It's a beautiful three-piece ball, and you're going to buy it direct from the manufacturer. That is why you're not going to spend 50 bucks for a dozen of these balls. $19.95 a dozen for cut, matte, orange, pink, or yellow balls direct from the manufacturer at cutgolfco.com. That's cutgolfco.com. I'm going to use these balls 
exclusively from now on. I love them, and so will you, no matter how well you play or how badly you play. This will be your favorite ball from here on out. Order a dozen at CutGolfCo.com. Hey, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Both of us now have actually played golf. We took, got the cobwebs off the clubs, cleaned them up, polished them, yep. took them on out, got last year's mud off of them, took them out, and actually used them on a golf course. You had mud. You had mud. No. On your clubs. No. No. It was, okay. No, no. It's just. I was just saying. You know. Okay. It's good because it's the hyperbole of radio. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. <laughs> no, that's truth. <laughs> uh, there's a difference there. Okay, this this is one thing that I found. Let's start from the start from the beginning and go. There is something okay. that I don't know how I did except I I was channeling the Jeff Smith. Okay, so you're not really starting with Genesis. No, no, we're we're You're starting with a different beginning. Okay, <laughs> yes, we are. I was thinking Yeah. yeah. Headed that road. As I say, okay. what's what's the first sport mentioned in the Bible? It's baseball. Remember the words in the big inning. So anyhow, ah. uh, we uh I think I heard that joke in the third grade. Um <laughs> and it sounds like it. Uh <laughs> I would never have guessed that. We're playing at a golf course. I was playing with two buddies of mine who I play golf with a lot. But neither of them had been at this course before I had. Okay. So mm-hmm. we're we're on the tee, and it's a nice wide fairway with houses on the left, trees on the right, and a Oops. slight dog leg to the right. You, the, I you can hear a story coming right now. <laughs> you can't see the green from the tee. But at the top of the hill where the dog leg curve starts, there was a light patch of ground. And it's about mm-hmm. maybe 220, 230 out. Maybe. Maybe not that far. But let's say 220, just for grins and giggles. Right. So I, I told them, I said, well, where you want to be, your best place to be on this fairway for your second shot is right up there on top of that light patch of grass, which is on the left-hand side of the fairway. I said, you have an unobstructed uh-huh. view to the green from there. So both of them tried it. One hit a ball well, it didn't quite go into the backyard, but it was very close of one of the houses. And somebody else hit it. The other guy hit it and, and came right to about 10 yards before the light patch of grass, right in the fairway where he needed to be. Great shot, right? Uh-huh. So I got up and said, okay, well, these guys have done what I say. Hopefully I can do what I told them to do. And I took your advice from last week's show. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I had had a few uh, shots with my driver up to that point so that I knew I, what I had to do with my grip to make it go straight and, and got all set up the way we have gone over it time and time again. Got the feet in the right position. Put the, put the ball right smack dab <clears throat> in the middle of that light patch of grass. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. It just went, and at that point, you went, "Hmm, mm -hmm. maybe there's something to this thing that Jeff keeps telling me about." You know, Jeff may just Mm. have something here. Maybe I should listen to him more often. Uh, (laughs) No, it was a beautiful thing, man. 
is a beautiful thing. And of course, the that's uh, great. The second shot uh, was short of the green because I was not smart enough to overclub. Uh, you know, even huh. though it was still only like fifty-seven degrees and the wind was blowing just a tad, but not enough to really affect the ball flight that much. Oops. Um, I was still hitting. I was still doing the. Still doing the basic math that I would have done on a 85-degree summer day. So here's a little tip for you. Let's go back and use one of the greatest quotes from one of the greatest tournament golfers ever to walk the face of the earth. You know what he said about golf? Well, who was it first? Uh, It was Jack Nicklaus. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He said that golf is a game of emotion – and adjustments. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. Factor certain things in and adjust accordingly. So mm. then it's not carved in stone, huh? Now no. you tell me. <laughs> no. Where were not you Sunday when right. I needed you? <laughs> uh, I was playing 36 holes uh, in Hilton, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So that that would be tip number one for early season golfing is mm-hmm. over club. Yeah, is, is that because until the... over clubbing gets you in trouble long? Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're probably not going to hit it your best. Look, I'm not. I you know I admit it. I'm not hitting my best, but I adjust well. Yeah, okay. you know I adjust well to be a better player. You have to learn to deal with whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. Just the, just the other day, I was talking to Drew, and we were playing together, and we were talking about the adjustments and whatnot. And I reminded him of earlier this year, uh, Tiger Woods was in uh, playing in Mexico City in, the, in that WGC event. Right. And everything was going far because the altitude was different and all that stuff. And his interview told an awful lot about how smart these guys are. Is he said, you know, last week, at the Olympic Club in San Francisco, he was hitting a five iron, and it was only going about 185 yards, which was not very far for a Tiger Woods five iron. No, not at all. That's one of my five irons in normal conditions. But it was windy there, and it was uh, the, there was no elevation. But then he said, and then two days later, I get here to Mexico City, and my pitching wedge is going 175 yards. So he said... <laughs> All I have to do is just figure out how far the how far the ball's going this week, yeah. and I'll be okay. Yeah. Now wait a minute. Listen, I got to figure out how far the ball is going this week, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't say, "Well, dang it, my pitching wedge is going too far, or my five iron is going too short." He was figuring out what do I have to do. At this yardage, right? How far is my ball going to go with this club? And then he learned to adapt to that. That's what I'm getting at, is that there is that instant adaptation to what it is. Well, and that would bespeak of of going to the course um, a little bit early so that you can actually get out there and hit a bucket. Or a bag of balls, or yeah. whatever, to figure out right. how far your pitching wedge is going that day, how far your seven iron is going that day, et cetera, et cetera. That's right. 
and and learn to adjust within the round of golf because certainly the more swings that you make, the better off you're going to hit it a lot of times. Right, right. And you'll adapt to that throughout the round of golf. Yeah. So that's one of those things that in order to be consistently hitting it, you know, pin high, mm. is you have to have that as a player. You need that mentality to say, I'm learning what's going on here. Uh, for example, a little bit of wind. Okay. Right? Yeah. But ball's cold, air's cold, it's not going to go as far. And then you add in a little bit of wind. And now you add in a little bit of the fact that you're probably, you know, maybe you're bundled up, maybe you got more layers of clothing, you're probably not going to move your best. And maybe, hey, it's early in the season and you're not moving your best because we just spent a winter complaining that we weren't playing golf and hitting enough golf balls. Yeah. We should not even come close to expecting ourselves to perform at our own best. So <laughs> I was pin high a lot because I was over clubbing by two clubs at the beginning mm, okay. of the round. Yeah, that's substantial. And and then that's right, it is. So thinking about this, you know, at 140 yards, I had a seven iron in my hand and striking it well, but not perfectly but yet it was going pin high as opposed to just taking my 140 yards of my nine iron. Yeah. I had a seven iron in my hand right. and I wanted to make sure that I got it there because I could see what was trouble short. I could see what was trouble long. And I knew that if I happened to flush it and it happened to go a little long, I wasn't going to get hurt. You know, that that's the problem for a really good golfer. When we come back from this break, let's let's talk about a problem for the not-so-really-good golfers, like me, the guy who hit his first drive of the season long, far, and straight down the middle because he hadn't gotten any of his bad habits back yet. Let's talk about that when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. You know, one of the things us guys have in common is we hate to buy clothes for ourselves. Just something about going out and buying clothes that's just, but we do want to look good. My problem is I'm not colorblind, I'm color dumb. I can look at two things and I'm not sure if they go together or if they clash and the whole, you know, stripes and plaids and all that. I get very confused. But then I found Bombfell. You got to check them out online. Bombfell.com. Here's what they do. You sign up with them and they... First thing is they ask you a few questions, a little form to fill out. And then based on the answers to those questions, they hook you up with a stylist one-on-one. -on -one. You've got your very own stylist who picks out clothes specifically for you. And then the stylist will send you an email saying, hey, here's four things I got for you. What do you think? And you've got about 48 hours to look over the email, look at the stuff and say, yeah, I like them or no, I don't. Or yeah, I like this and this, but I don't like that and that. And then what you want, they will send to you. And then you have seven days once it's sent to you to decide if you want to keep it or not. You try it on. Make sure it looks good. Wear it in front of your wife and have her go, ooh, that looks good. Or who bought that for you because you definitely didn't pick that out. You know, if you keep all four items, you get 20% off the total cost. If you keep three items, you get 15% off. Keep two items, you get 10% off. And you don't have to get anything if you don't want. You can cancel. You can pause. You can do whatever you need to do. Bombfell.com. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com. Now, use the slash golf guys at the end. That's right. Make it bombfell.com slash golf guys because we have talked to them and said, hey, would you put together a little special deal for our audience? And they said, sure. $25 off your first purchase. 
bombfell.com slash golf guys. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash golf guys. $25 off your first purchase. You get your very own stylist and you have never looked so good. Bombfell. Open and close. Hey, thanks for hanging. We are those weekend golf guys. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Revamped, refurbished, redone. Ooh, it's purdy. So check it out. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Check it out also. Facebook.com slash golfguys. All right, man. Here's here's the question for, for Mr. Golf Instructor Par Excellence, okay? Wait, why, wait, let me get him on the phone. Hang why on. is it <laughs> that that we amateur golfers or casual golfers or recreational golfers, whatever nomenclature you want to use that says we don't play a lot and when we do, we don't do it really well. Play. Um, the first few rounds of the season are very good. And then we kind of go downhill because all the bad habits start coming back. I don't know if we don't take enough time at the setup anymore or uh, maybe we're just too casual about the setup and the swing and the whole nine yards and then we see the score starting to go up and we go ooh, well maybe i better do something and work at it a little harder and then we start getting more serious about it what's up with that you know there's a couple things that i've seen the low expectation at the beginning of the year right the built-in i'm just knocking the rust off just glad to get outside oh it's been a long winter right you know what we don't have we don't have demand on ourselves to do it well every time because we're even tricking ourselves and saying, ah, that's a big deal. And then all of a sudden, our brains are not in our way. And then we kind of warm up a few rounds of golf, you know, and all of a sudden they're like, I got a few under my belt now. Time to go low. Yeah. Time to grip it and rip it. (laughs) Yeah. Now all of a sudden the expectations come, the higher demands of yourself come and then they don't get met and now all of a sudden like what am I doing wrong just the other day I was doing it well now I'm not doing it so well what's wrong mm-hmm. and then you start to fish somewhere near the between your back pockets of your pants <laughs> and you pull something out of there in those pockets <laughs> right and then you pick up some idea and go I get it I know what it is I must not be <clears throat> staying down on it <laughs> yeah that's it that's it <laughs> And then, and then, they, then you do. And then you go get an A in that class because you said <laughs> I need to stay down on it. Uh-huh. And then you do, and then you wind up having a lousy stinking contact, usually sticking the club in the ground or some other nasty thing that yeah. happens because yeah. you did a wonderful job of staying down on it, and you didn't do a wonderful job of swinging the golf club. Yeah. So <laughs> these sort of things happen. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. They sort of happen. They too. These are reasons. I'm not saying it's the only reason, okay? There's a lot of reasons. But then there's that, well, we watch something on TV, and now it's golf season, and more golf, more guys are getting into it, you know, and more guys are playing. You play with another guy, and next thing you know, he's saying something to you, you know, and it sounds like it makes sense, and then all of a sudden you try it, and it doesn't seem to work, and, yeah. and you're frustrated, and, and you go to something else, and then you go pick up a magazine, and yeah, that's got to be it. Then you turn on the TV and you hear something else, some famous dude with a British accent telling you something that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> do that, right? I have a brother-in-law that adapts every technique that that uh, good-looking blonde chick 
on the Golf Channel tells him to. You know? Yes, because and he he's going to be dating he hasn't, her very soon. He hasn't gotten any better at all. <laughs> right. So as we talk about that, you know, why are there so many reasons that people just kind of, you know, fall apart after a decent start? Well, half the time the decent start happened because their brains were really just engaged on, hey, let's just hit this thing. Yeah. Right? Let's just see if I can knock it up between these trees. And that's about it. And sometimes we need to keep it as simple as that. Another case in point, man, we've talked a lot about visualization before a shot. Actually actually verbalizing where you want the shot to go so your entire body is basically from the brain to the feet is actually on the same you know same page yeah right i, I was they out call your shot game i love it yeah I, I was out with intrepid producer mark the first round of the season last week and yep. you know he asked he said what's the best way to play this hole and I said, well, you could either go over to the left and have a, you know, an unobstructed shot in, or you could go over here into the rough at the right and put it through the trees. Or the best shot is to go over this tree and just land it about a hundred yards from the front of the green. And he said, well, you try that. I'm not going to. So I repeated that to myself. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And damn, if that's not exactly what I did. <laughs> and that was like, did my... you go buy a lottery ticket right after that? Oh, I was tempted, man. I was tempted. <laughs> But, but, you know, there's truth in what you're saying in, in, this, in this general picture is there's a lot of times where you can tell yourself what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how frequently you pull it off. Yeah, because it just seems to that your body knows what you want to do if you tell it. And again, you tell yeah. it positively. You don't say don't yeah. put it into the rough. You say put it over that tree into the middle of the fairway. That's right. And your body will react that way and do what it needs to do. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, the whole idea of manifesting the universe to whatever it is you want. What's that called? The theory of, um, um, I I forget what it's called, but anyhow, you know, you go, if you want a Mercedes Benz, you just go to, go to the Mercedes dealer and touch the car on a repeated basis. And soon your, your brain will do what it has to do for you to actually get that car. You know, really? Yeah. I've never heard that. Whether you'll, I just figured, I just figured the car dealer would be having to wipe off your fingerprints. <laughs> Say, listen, don't come back until you got some money. <laughs> Stop touching the car. <laughs> That's it, man. That is it. So, um, but um, the brain can control an awful lot, and it just, it just surprised me that that's what I was able to do with so little uh, preparation. Just, you know, just stand up there and and do it. Again, if you have a good background in how to set up correctly, how to hold the club correctly, how to position the ball correctly, that all helps. Yeah, you know, sure does. (laughs) So It's easy for your body to go through that cool place where the ball is. <laughs> if the ball's in the right place, yes, indeed. Yeah. But I mean that that goes back. I guess we're going to have to harp to uh, to take a lesson or two. If you don't know how to hold the club correctly, how to place the ball correctly, where to put your feet correctly, and how to swing correctly, then there are a few elements you need to do before your brain's going to help you out at all. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's so. right. Uh, you know. Uh, that call your shot game. Yeah. You know, 
where you say, hey, John, what do you say you and I, uh, we have a little bet today? I'm going to bet you a nickel that I'm going to pull this shot off. I'm going to describe it to you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to hit it. And if my ball does what I said it was going to do to a pretty close representation, mm-hmm. then you pay me a nickel. And if it doesn't, then I pay you one Okay. right now. Yeah. So get your bag of nickels. Let's get to the golf course. And, and we bet time after time after time, shot after shot after shot on what our ball is going to do, where we're going to hit it, how high we're going to hit it, how much curvature it's going to have in which direction, and the, a, a good thereabouts of where it's going to land. You would be amazed at your percentage of success. If you went out and played that game, mm-hmm. the call your shot game, it will make you a better player and it will also make you a better gambler because you will only now bet on what your ball really does. Yeah. You won't bet on those, oh yeah, I'm going to hit this one 260 yards over the corner of that water, drawing it back <laughs> in. It's going to take two bounces and roll up onto the green and fall in the hole. You're no longer going to take that bet. <laughs> As, as you might be tempted to That's right. otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just saying. You see that tree branch up there? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop this one up. <laughs> While trying to hit it lower than that, I'm going to pop this one up, and I'm going to back that one skinny, lone tree branch, and it's going to knock it back down in the water. Yeah. That's the bet you're going to take. <laughs> Well, you know what do they say? You can you can hit you can hit a thirty yard wide fairway ten percent of the time and a six inch wide branch ninety percent of the time. Yeah, they say something like that. Probably a little closer to a hundred percent. Yeah, that is golf math, ladies and gentlemen. I got to tell you, um, I had a I had a shot that I decided I was a hard dog leg, and uh, and I hit it down the left hand side, but it was a hard dog leg left. And I either had to hook it around the trees, punch it under the trees and hook it, or I could just shoot it down this little chute down the cart path, uh-huh. get a couple of bounces on the cart path, <laughs> bounce it up into the greenside bunker doing that. And Drew's looking at me. He's wondering how I'm going to do it. And I keep looking down that cart path going, all right, so it's this, it's this narrow little chute, but it is a direct line to the green. Okay. I don't have to look anything. And I just kind of look at him. And I got, and it's probably only 140 yards. So I pull out my four iron and he looks at me and goes, Oh no, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned my attention and my club face right down that cart path line in this little tunnel because there's trees all, all above it. Uh-huh. And so I decided I was going to bounce it a couple times on the cart path and into the greenside bunker. And lo and behold, I told him, I said the same thing that every dumb golfer says. <laughs> hey, you like golf? <laughs> you, you're going to love this shot. <laughs> right? So I decided that I was going to pull that off. So I point my four iron face down there and I grip down almost to the middle and I take this little putt shot and this sucker goes rocketing down. And I figured it'd take two bounces, but nope, hit it a little too hard. Uh-oh. Took one bounce skipped into the bunker and it was going so fast that it rolled up the face of the bunker and popped up and jumped out of the bunker forward 
and landed on the fringe, and I two potted, walked over the party, shook his head, going, "That's the dumbest play I've ever watched." <laughs> and now I he said, went. You've and, not watched yourself play golf. And he went and bought a lottery ticket after that happened. That's, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, more impossible shots. Yeah, we've got them. <laughs> so do you. We'll tell you how to hit some of them when we come right back. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. I got an email just the other day. Guy said, John, how much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah, that's what I said too. $5, hence the name, $5 Golf Club. All right? It's not just $5 to get in and then we hit you with more. No, $5 this month, next month. And every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game, whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay. $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. Five dollars a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us, five dollar golf club.com. Do you think the PGA Tour should come up with their own set of rules and just stop whining about the ones they have to play with now? I mean that's not part of the question, but that's that's what triggered that question in my head. Facebook.com slash golf guys and go to uh, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Uh, check out every show we've ever done. The, the most current episode is there, should you have missed it on the radio. And uh, some of our top most popular episodes are there. And then you can also go to the entire a link for the entire collection of all 151 shows that we have done since we decided we were good enough to put this up and remember them forever. So, um, yeah, like, yeah, which we did a bunch of shows before that, <laughs> yeah. but, but you're never going to hear those, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, there's a lot of people out there listening to this one going, you know, I wonder which one do you think this is going to get to? Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Uh, also, when you get there, I also want you to uh, subscribe, if you would, please, to our new Drinking and Driving Digest. It is a, uh, weekly compendium of uh, golf stuff fun to watch fun to read and you may did you put the picture of foster brooks up there on that thing yet <laughs> no, no. <laughs> do you know how much money you have to pay to the estate of foster brooks <laughs> i'm mean, just checking it ain't Deep it ain't worth money. it for one joke buddy <laughs> not worth it Okay. But anyhow. Okay, so we're talking right, about so I got shaking off the rust. Here we go. Yeah. Talk about some of these cool things that happened on the golf course this week. Okay. Right? All right. So we're playing this golf course and and it's like the fourth hole that I'm playing. Okay. On the first round of golf, and lo and behold, greenside bunker, and I'll be danged if I'm not on a down slope on the back side of a greenside bunker and there's water on the other side of the green. Like immediately. So I now have the least fun shot I can think about uh-huh. early in my golf season. <laughs> I got no fun. I got Drew laughing at me because he knows he didn't want that shot either. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, so he's waiting to see what I decide to do. Cause I'm thinking 
like seriously about just going back out sideways, going back toward the fairway and pitch it up and put it in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's water like immediately. It's not like, oh yeah, it's back over there. No, no. This is one of these golf courses where the green is uh, built up on one side and got some, some wood pilings, kind of like 17th at TPC, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. kind of like that green, except it's not all the way around, you know. So I'm in the bunker. I'm not on the front side. I'm not on the bottom. I'm not on the, the upslope. No, no. Uh-uh. I'm on the downslope. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at me. He goes, all right, so how's, how's, how's this going to play out? So my intention, of course, is just to barely eke it out of the bunker, yeah. right? Yeah. And, then go, and then go two putt and be done. So here's how I played the shot. I put the ball well forward in my stance, about left shoulder kind of thing. Okay. And I tilt. Because I've got to, I can't hit it fat, or I'm just going to dump it in the bunker, and you know yeah. he's going to laugh at me, and I'm going to laugh at me, and you know right. all that. I've got my 60 degree club, and I know that I need to be swinging down the slope. So I got the ball forward, swinging down the slope, but I I uh, dip my left knee a little, I flex it. The reason I tilt forward is so that my swing travels down the slope, without hitting sand, you know, right behind the golf ball, you know, or too far behind it. Right. So I've got my 60 degree club and I'm swinging down the slope. But what I did is I, I, I pushed my, I squatted a little bit with my left shoulder or left shoulder and my left leg. So all of a sudden I would get my low point of my swing actually below the ball into the sand. Mm-hmm. I decide I'm going to swing hard down and that ball just shoots straight up into the air and comes down softly and it landed just barely on the back side of the lip of the bunker, which of course is a downslope to the green. So it kicks it forward and rolls up to about eight feet. <laughs> I make the putt and Drew just lo- rolls his head, looks at me and goes, I don't believe it. <laughs> I can't think of a worse way to have to start your, your vacation or a round of golf than on the fourth hole to have one of the worst shots that you can ever have. <laughs> yeah. But you pulled it off. Marvelous. Yeah. And and the truth be told is because of the technique of the knowledge of where does the club face have to be? It has to point up. Right. Uh, But I cannot let this thing hit too far behind or I'm just going to skull it. Yeah. So I didn't want that either. Yeah. So I had to tilt forward, which is really hard for people to do, right? To tilt to the front side. Yeah. Gosh, that's hard. Yeah. Right? And then to actually lower the front side by squatting the, the... the knee a little bit. Now all of a sudden it seemed unstable, but nonetheless, you only had to do it. Just swing, swing quickly. So before you fall over, not a problem. Is it, you know, you just got to do something. Yeah. But, um, interesting shots all around. I had an, I had another shot, uh, later in the day, not the same round, but in the second round of golf that I was playing. Did I mention the fact I played two days of 36 holes, John? Uh, right. Yeah, that, I mentioned that already. I, I think you have brought that up once or twice. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a little sore today as a result of that. Okay, excuse me, excuse me a minute. What? No, I thought I had some sympathy here, but I can't find it anywhere. Go on. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, tell you what, I'll send you a box of it. <laughs> I have an abundance for you. I will just, I will send you to you in a box. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, I'm a, I got a three wood in my hand. I'm on this par five. And I've got it on this slight upslope. And most people would think, man, that's the best thing ever. Striking the ball just off a gentle upslope. Three woods, perfect shot. Well, I got a little steep with it and just shot the ball straight up into the air. 
and uh, things were not as good as I had hoped. I hit my three wood about as far as I hit my seven iron on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the key is, is that what I forgot to do on this, and this is important for people to understand, because the ball is on a slight upslope, my swing, if I didn't adjust to that slight upslope, which I did not in this case, comes in very steeply. And then you hit this pop-up, which is what I did. Uh-huh. What I should have done, but I didn't because, again, knocking the rust off. And sometimes it's the mental rust. Yeah, yeah. I did not adjust to the slope. So earlier, I told you about adjusting to the slope in the bunker. Right. And I hit it pure. Yeah. But that was a painfully obvious one. Okay. But this one where the ball's on a slight upslope, I did not adjust my shoulder level to match the slope. So I was not swinging level with the slope. So my angle of attack came in too steeply and just popped it right up. Yeah. And I know that happens to a lot of people. They get, you know, level shouldered when they're swinging up into a slope and it doesn't work. Yeah. That, that was something too that, uh, I had to, um, work at remembering because it's the first couple there's, Again, when you're you're going through the whole process of quote unquote knocking the rust off, yeah, you you find that there are some subtle nuances to this game which you learned from either practice or lessons or whatever you did last year um, that you have forgotten about this yeah this time and you oh that's right that's right I should have done that first. And so, you know, try to remember all that stuff, okay? Yeah. So I thought I'd mention the fact that you, you gotta you gotta kind of get back into things a little bit. But early on, word of advice: adapt and be aware what you have to adapt to. Like, for example, we started off the show. We're talking about me adapting to uh, to the fact that I haven't hit a lot of shots. Uh, it's colder. Um, it's um, Ball's not going to travel as far, and I'm probably not going to hit it in the center of the face, so I'm adapting, and I'm adjusting upward, uh, sometimes adjusting to the wind. In mm-hmm. this case, now I'm talking about adapting and adjusting to different slopes. And so a lot of times, Jack Nicholas's quote, very true. Uh-huh. A lot of times, golf is a game of emotions and adjustments. And sometimes the emotions come into play negatively because they won't allow you to make the proper adjustments because sometimes <laughs> the proper adjustments um, kind of offend your own ego. <laughs> you know? I'm yeah. not going to hit a five iron for a 150-yard shot. I can get there with my seven. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And And other yeah. things. Uh, I heard a quote that your son might want to use next time he's playing with you. Yeah. It says, as a golf match is a test of your skill against your opponent's luck. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good, actually. Because <laughs> so, I have seen a lot of that. Yeah. I have seen a lot of that where all of a sudden you're playing pretty decently and all of a sudden it, the guy you're playing with or against or whatever hits three of the most luckiest shots you'll ever see in a row. Yeah. And you go, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but had we been playing the name your shot game uh, yeah, and you hit right. that shot down the cart path, uh-huh. it, since it only bounced once and you had called two, 
then you would have owed me a nickel, correct? Did I get the rules right? I, yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it has to be a very close representation to what you said, and I was pretty specific. Yeah. I was going to bounce it twice, <laughs> yeah. and you'd have gone, yeah, yeah. and, and it, you said it was going to stay in the bunker, and yeah. it didn't, and it didn't. So it may be a fantastic shot. You beat me on the hole, but you owe me a nickel, buddy. <laughs> right. We must, we must do what we must do for these things. So that That's it is right. a, it is a fun game though. For future reference, um, you're going to get out there because it makes you think you don't do anything really stupid because once you verbalize a shot, you know, you can sit there and you go, well, I'm 160 yards from the green and I just have to get over this 40 foot tree in front of me. <laughs> And I'll be fine. <laughs> you know, you're thinking no that and you just no problem. You sit up and you do it. But if you actually said those words out loud, <laughs> you would That's hear, right. you would hear yourself lying to yourself and you go, hmm, maybe I should come up with an alternative. So, yeah, right. Maybe a little lower yeah. would be a better idea. Yeah. Try that game because it works wonders. <laughs> And it, and it does for some reason, man. And, and maybe we get Dr. Gary Sales back on the, uh, sports psychologist to explain this. Yeah. To, to us. But if you actually verbalize what you want to do, you do it better. Well, I agree. I agree. You do because, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm giving myself some instructions on this is all I have to do. This is it. I'm yeah. going to do this and yeah. that's it. Yeah. There are no more questions. There's no how about this. This is just what I'm going to do. And sometimes I'll tell my students, just do this. And then all of a sudden they hit a good shot. And they look at me like, all right, what just happened here? Yeah, exactly. You eliminate right. eliminate all of the confusion in your head is what you do. Well, and almost all the time I give them something to do with the head of the club, like make it go through that spot right there. Yeah, yeah. And it's... A lot of times it's that one immediately in front of the golf ball, facing forward. <laughs> yeah. I get them to do that, and all of a sudden, I don't care what you do, but just make the club head go through there. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, okay. I remember, and they do. And they, I remember when you told me, you said, forget that there's a ball there. Picture a dime right in front of it and hit the dime. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. In the studio, you know, we use pennies. Yeah. And we do it all the time. Yeah. Because um, – Number one, pennies are um, softer than the face of your club. Okay. And two, they're a, a, a very small, flat target to land your club on. Mm -hmm. And it'll have to go through the ball. So I put it immediately in front of the golf ball. So if you're outside, because now we can finally get out there. Yeah. Just grab a bunch of broken tees. Yeah. You know, break the head, you know, the, the ones that people leave laying on the ground and put and just shove it in the ground immediately in front of your golf ball. Yeah. And just swing for the tee. And go get the tee. Yeah, yeah, go take the tee out of the ground. Yeah, makes sense. It's amazing how many people hit good shots just taking the tee out of the ground. So, some tips on knocking off the rust. And if you've been playing all winter long out there in the Southwest and, you know, giving us the nanny nanny boo-boos, um, well, to heck with you. Listen anyhow. We're coming right back with a few final tips. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. That is it, WKND Golf Guys on Twitter. Follow us, we'd love it. You watch golf on TV, you're going to see golf ball commercials, and you're going to see pros like Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, telling you you should buy the golf ball that they think is the absolute best. And I wonder, how much do they pay these guys? And then I realize, you know, the golf ball companies don't pay these guys. We do. 
Every time we pay $40, $45, $50 for a dozen golf balls that someone told us is the absolute best, a large chunk of that goes to these guys who are already millionaires. A top-of-the-line, tour-quality, four-piece, urethane-covered golf ball that's long off the tee and easy to control around the greens should cost you about 20 bucks for a dozen. And if you buy it from Cut Golf, that's exactly what it will cost. CutGolfCo.com. Use the coupon code Weekend Golf Guys, and it will cost you even less than twenty bucks. I can get you two bucks off every dozen you buy. The more you buy, the more you save. I just made that phrase up. CutGolfCo.com. Use the code Weekend Golf Guys. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. Okay, it is time to get out there. I mean, some of us are flooded still. There's an awful lot of water in the Midwest. Uh, snow yep. is still melting in some places. Uh, I got a buddy up in Caribou, Maine. They In January, they got more snow than they've ever had in a single month before. 143 inches of snow in the month of oh. January. Uh, hey, it's pretty good where I am, though. Yeah, <laughs> they'll still have snow banks uh, sometime in July and August. But uh, Hilton Head's beautiful, huh? Yeah, it is. Gators are croaking. Yep. Yeah, everything's yep. everything's blooming. Ragweed is go out. out sw- go out and swat one on the tail, see what happens. Pollen is moving up there. Yeah, yeah, we got some of that. I used to love living in Atlanta, man. In April, you'd wake up and you'd have to scrape the pollen off your windshield like you did frost in New yeah. England in the wintertime, man. All the cars are lime green. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of them. All right, so <laughs> knocking the rust off, one of the things that you may want to do, not only your early rounds of the season, but every round, is hit hit some balls beforehand so you know what is happening with your clubs that day so you yeah. know that day how far you're hitting your nine iron your seven iron etc because it's going to help immensely in picking your clubs and working your way around the golf course scoring as you would like to score because you don't want the excuse or the reason that you shot 106 again is because you couldn't didn't know which clubs to use because you were hitting your seven iron so much farther than you ever have before or so much shorter or however you want to explain it okay to do that at least at the beginning of the uh, season hit a bucket before you get out there so you know what you're doing but it's a smart thing to do every time you go out and play golf Uh, if you have some bad habits coming back take a lesson or two or 12 what can i say other than that Check us out. Uh, check some of um, Jeff's videos out at $5golfclub.com. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com, great website to go to. Please subscribe to our Drinking and Driving Digest, a compendium of golf stuff sent on a semi-regular basis. And we also want you to follow us on Facebook, if you would, at facebook.com slash golfguys. So whether you're in Hilton Head or in the middle of nowhere, do Doesn't your best. Better. Go play some golf. <laughs> <laughs>